Welcome. You're listening to the Sagi of Anne Furthermore. You know how they say that pouring olive oil over every single thing you eat is like moisturizing your skin from the inside, right? That's true, isn't it? Because they said it, they, you know, those people, in the same way that they say a little chocolate after your olive oil-drenched dinner helps with digestion. Okay, if it's not true, don't tell me, because I don't want to live in your world of dry skin, dripless complex carbs, and limited cacao. But just to be sure, I did a scientific study and started drinking one quart of olive oil every day. Here are a few things I noticed. One, I gained 300 pounds. Worth it. Number two, I no longer have to oil the valves in my shrimp triple horn. Totally worth it. There are seven, count them, seven valves. That's a college tuition worth of valve oil, plus adding about a year to my life in time saved, not oiling. Seven. Did I say seven? Valves. Number three, the van is running smoothly, purring like a kitten. No longer having to change the oil in our vehicles. And lastly, four, ever want an oil skin coat? Loan me the coat you have. I'll wear it for a day, and you will be shedding water like a duck's ass. Washed up there. Oil skin underclothes, pants and socks. What's better than a sweater? That's right. Along these lines, I'm starting a new campaign called Vests for Virgins. This thing about martyrs getting 70 virgins in the next life? I think there's an assumption there that virgins are youthful and female. Heads up. Yo, martyrs. Read the fine print. It works like this. For every explosive vest turned in, there will be 70 bottles of virgin olive oil awaiting each unmartered but willing and able martyr at heart. We want them to be able to save face. Now, I know that that might not seem like a great deal until you think, wait, I don't have to die. Act now and you'll get extra virgins. Want cold pressed? Turn in your vest. They promised you virgins, but virgin what? Virgin is a catch-all word. People, and you can take it from me. This ain't my first weirdio. If you get bastardized, also a catch-all. Idiom, also catch-all. It could be anything. Mammals, sure, but also airlines, record companies, mothers of God, east meets west. Wow, wouldn't that be something? Snow, territory, plus a host of behaviors which are not all sexual and pleasing. For example, if you are reading this, you are still a virgin. Wait for it. Don't be angry. Martyr. That's right. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. We know this because if you had done the deed, you'd be dead. Dudes, it could be olive oil waiting for you. Delicious, but worth dying for? Hardly. Not when you can have it here on Earth. Go to Fairway. Wide selection at reasonable prices. Just something to think about. Ring, ring, ring. Hello, and welcome to Ready to Talk. What have you got? And this is Hammurabi. I need you to get a secured line. Oh, wow. Okay. Algy, pull the plug, buddy. No streaming. What? This is gold, Anne. You can't do this to me. Hey, I'm a big fan. Anne, get to a landline and call me back. I don't have a landline. Then use your lifeline. I don't have a lifeline. You're alive. You have one. Dial 001-101-1100. Interesting number. Very binary. It's code. Ah, yes. Copy. Click. Eh. Hey, my rabbit just hung up on you. I know, and I don't know how to use a lifeline. I don't know what he's talking about. Row out in the dinghy. Get close to another boat. Make sure they see you, and then jump out, thrash a bit, and they'll throw you one. Sounds risky. It's life, babe. What can I say? Well done, and furthermore, I listened in to your pretrial from the Silent Cry for Help hotline. It was a sham. Your theatrics were disgraceful and would not be tolerated in my court of law. Yes, sir. I agree absolutely, sir. I would not have done such a thing in your court of law. You're an interesting case. Furthermore, there is discussion at the highest levels about using your conscience as a stem cell for those who have none. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Anne, these are difficult times. 
Justice is not being served. The SCFJ hotline cannot handle the volume of calls coming in as an increasing number of assholes and what we call dickweeds are moving into positions of power that make them immune. The ethical cultures are concerned that what we call the collective conscience is being eroded at the individual level. How is this happening? Pesticides. Copy. Your conscience has been selected to be harvested, cloned, and then implanted in the type 2 persons of influence that are disrupting the balance of the universe. A few questions, but they can wait. Go ahead. How would you harvest my conscience? We just need a DNA swab of your heart, which we already have. Uh, you swabbed my heart? When? And without my permission? We did it while you were in the courtroom picture with a hundred seals. We saw an opportunity and we took it. That explains some things. How will you implant the clones? Fecal implants. The conscience, it turns out, lives in the gut bacteria. Works like a charm. Holy shit! Then why swab my heart? Sentimental. You would implant them without consent? I'm not sure how I feel about this. And furthermore, the important thing to remember is that you and your conscience will not only be doing society a great service, but your name will go down in history, inextricably tied to feces. Well, gosh, hmm, if you put it that way. But why me? I'm not a particularly good person. That is true. But your conscience is extremely strong and overdeveloped. The conscience is a tool, and furthermore, what you choose to do with it still falls under the heading of free will. Guns don't kill people, people do. A conscience doesn't make people do the right thing, people do the right thing. You mean everyone who gets fecally implanted with my conscience stem cell will suffer the same guilt-ridden anxiety I feel every moment of every day? No, that would be both cruel and inhumane. No. We will use a small dose of your conscience, and it will be diluted by the normal chemical workings of a healthy brain, as many type 2 brains are. They are simply missing a conscience, a stop mechanism, that says, hey, wait, that's not fair. Or, maybe it's wrong to drug a younger sibling, take his kidney, and tattoo an Eiffel Tower on his butt. That is a terrible example. But someone like you, Anne, having done such a horrible thing, would then succumb to the hot, eternal pokings of your overdeveloped conscience and try and make it right. By getting him not just a replacement kidney, but a third kidney. See? Yeah, make it right by lying to and manipulating a word game addict that happened to also be a walking organ bank. Not that I did or would do any of those things. And furthermore, you are clinging to a life preserver at the end of a lifeline with your body submerged in frigid waters. You can no longer feel your lower extremities and your hypothermia is nigh. But your cheeks are bright red from lying to me and your nose is beginning to grow. Fine, you got me. What do you need me to do? The ethical cultures need to run a few tests on you. They will be in touch. Click. The Furthermore Sagi is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth and produced and edited by Jonah Sharp. That's me. Thanks for listening and tune in next week.